Hello and welcome into another edition of the Potbelly Pigskin Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Liam Schneider. I am joined by Graham McCool again tonight. Unfortunately, no Zach tonight, but uh, hopefully we'll see him again next week. Um, yeah, we're going to get to the... Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Um, we will get into the... Uh, yeah, for anybody that... Uh, like, obviously, you want to go watch the video because... We're doing all these sorts of hand gestures that are uh, just throwing shade at Zach here. But uh, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, you're not going to be able to see what we're doing. Um, we are going to touch on the uh, remaining matchups for Week 14. Also get into our start sits of the week and uh, just hit finish off with our, uh, our bold prediction. And I'm not going to lie, our bold predictions haven't been super, uh, super on target. <laughs> But, uh, I did well last week. Did you? What was your bold prediction last week? Uh, two top 15 from right, Detroit. I don't right. think it quite panned out, but it was pretty damn close. No, and bold prediction. You, the fact that they had two receivers that played very, had very good, relevant fantasy weeks was, was honest to God, you could have, you could have said that and I would have been like, not a chance, but anyways. They haven't had two top, they haven't had two top 15 probably all year. This is true. <laughs> All right, so looking at some news, there is actually some pretty decent tidbits of news from today. Um, Saints placed Mark Ingram on the reserve COVID-19 list, so not expecting him to play this week. Uh, James Robinson, heel and knee injury, so he was limited on Wednesday. Allen Robinson, was in a, he, had, he put in a limited practice. Uh, David Montgomery, with various issues is what they're classifying it as, did not practice on Wednesday. Uh, Chargers placed Mike Williams and Chris Harris on the reserve COVID-19 list. So there's pretty much nobody on that offense for the game this weekend. Um, I, I mean, not that it's relevant to this year, but the big thing was apparently Wilson, Russell Wilson said that he would accept a trade to the Giants, the Saints, or Denver. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, Alvin Kamara... Did pra he was expected to practice on Wednesday with the injury? Um, Elijah Mitchell still absent, obviously with the concussion. Uh, Debo was sidelined on Wednesday um, with the groin issue. He's still expected to play. Um, Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay working on the side of practice. Melvin Gordon returned to practice. Um, Aaron Rodgers missed practice. He's still expected to play this weekend. Um, and Adam Thielen, we knew this already. He was, he was ruled out. DeAndre Swift is improving and, uh, that's about it other than, uh, other than just some maintenance days. There was something on Joe Mixon. He is, he was out of practice on Wednesday with a non COVID related illness. So he's still expected to play. Um, I don't really have any other news. Do you have anything to add to any of that there, Graham? No, that's a pretty thorough list. Yeah, that's uh, that about does it for news today. Um, let's uh, let's hop right into the uh, the remainder of the week fourteen. Uh, yeah, week fourteen matchups, starting with Detroit against Denver. Uh, looking at the Detroit side of the ball, Denver is allowing the 29th most points to the quarterback, the 18th most points to the running back, the 24th most points to the wide receiver, and the 32nd most points to the tight end. So, this, as much as I love the Detroit train, they got their first win, they've been playing better, I'm really enjoying them watching playing 
play football right now. Uh, I don't think this is a good defense for them to be facing. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't look at golf uh, with, you know, Williams was decent last week. Swift's probably going to be back, but potentially limited. I honestly wouldn't start any of their running backs. Um, and because I'm not looking at Goff or their running backs, I'm also not really looking at their wide receivers. Um, I think Hawkinson is pretty much matchup proof at this point, but he's the only person on Detroit I would start in this game. He is he is hit with a questionable tag right now, Hawkinson. So yeah. Um, and it is a hand injury, so yeah. I mean, obviously for a pass catcher, that's a big deal. Uh, Hawkinson's a bit of a different breed, though. This uh, is true. He, I, I think he'll be fine, but again, you want to you want to look at any kind of cues up until the the Sunday play day, but uh, I think he'll be fine. Yeah, I uh, I don't really have much more to add to that, other than I, I mean. Goff, Hawkinson, and Swift, all this is questionable. We talked about Swift before. Um, Goff is questionable. I still expect him to play regardless of him being questionable. But yeah, other than that, not much to add to the Detroit side of the ball. Uh, we can just go right on to the Denver side of the ball, looking at uh, them. Detroit's allowing the 16th most points to the quarterback, third most points to the running back, 15th most points to the wide receiver, 19th most points to the tight end. And Detroit is also allowing the fifth most rush yards to the running back. Yeah, so uh, Denver's offense has definitely not been uh, performing up to its talent level, uh, especially of late. But I think this is one where I think you're going to see their running backs really go to town. I think Gordon's a decent flex, and I think Williams is going to have a huge week this week. I agree. I think you're going to see him as the clear-cut number one. I think he's actually going to out-carry uh, and not just outperform as he has uh, Melvin Gordon. And I think you're going to see – I still think Melvin Gordon's probably going to get a decent enough amount of carries, maybe some goal line work to still have real relevance. But I think this is the week where we really see Williams for for who he is, a legitimate um, three-down, you know, RB1 caliber running back. Beyond yeah. that, uh, I don't know. If, you, if, if you're looking for someone to throw out there, you know, Noah Fant, Sutton, Judy, chances are one of them's going to have a big game. I really can't tell you which one. Um, and I don't have a ton of faith in Bridgewater, but he's not the worst start in the world this week. I think they all have the Teddy Bridgewater problem in the sense that um, their fantasy value lies too much in the hands of Teddy Bridgewater to get them the ball. Uh, it's a lot easier for Javante Williams because we're talking either short passes or handing the ball directly to him. So um, it's, yeah. not, it's not like that need to rely on Bridgewater to pass them a half-decent ball where Judy, Fant, Patrick, Sutton, like all of them have the exact same issue. Um, yeah, it's it's tough. It, and it, a lot of people are pro like are asking that question, who is it out of those out of those four guys? And the answer is find someone else, in my opinion. 
Yeah, yeah, I think, um, yeah, unless you're desperate, um, you're better off going for someone who's got a floor that isn't zero. Yeah, if you like being miserable and losing fantasy football, like, go with one of them. I, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, you're, you're, the chance of failure is so significantly larger than the but chance of hitting also, anything. There are also those ones where when you start them and they go off, then you get to brag and go, look at what I, I'm a genius. Yeah, but uh, honestly, what I did. with those names, though, it's not it's not as impressive as if you were to, I don't know, say CJ Uzama was going to be a top five tight end and ends up being top, like the, the tight end one on a week. Not something like that. But well, uh, that, that would never happen. Oh, I know, right? Never in a million years. Um, no, I'm pretty sure that's never happened before <laughs> in the history of fantasy football. And I don't see why you would bring up such an unrealistic... Uh, I gotta toot my own horn yeah. sometimes. So, yeah. All right, let's go on to the next matchup. Uh, looking at the Giants against the Chargers. Uh, Chargers are just looking at the Giants first, just to clarify. The Chargers are allowing the 27th most points to the quarterback, fifth most points to the running back, 31st most points to the wide receiver, third most points to the tight end. And the Chargers are also allowing the second most rush yards to the running back. I personally do not want to touch a single New York Giants player in this matchup um it's not it's not daniel jones it's not mike glennon it's gonna more than likely be jake Fromm, uh and i think that's even though it's a great matchup for barkley the chargers played really well against the run last week and i think it's super misleading especially when they don't have to worry about <laughs> any Anything? sort of passing game from the giants in my opinion so a i mean yeah obviously if you have barkley you're probably starting him I just, I think this is a trap game, in my opinion. I think everybody's going to go and look, hey, you know what? Barkley's got a great matchup this week, but it's not going to be what you think it's going to be. It's going to be a crappy game for you to start any Giants player. Yeah, I feel like this is uh, probably like a 7 to 12 point, 7 to 11 point game for Barkley. It's not an awful game. Yeah. I don't think you're going to be... But that's not you know, that's not what you're expecting out of your running back one that you drafted super high. Yeah, he he's going to have a he's going to have a slightly disappointing flex spot uh, performance and not a RB one by any measure. Um, the one other person that I think you might be willing to look at would be Evan Ingram. I knew you were going to say that. I knew it, and I and I I I thought the same thing a couple times, but I just. I don't. I, I don't know what the Jake Fromm effect is going to be. It, it's. It's. I mean, obviously, it's a very tough to call. I mean, he might decide he's Joe Flacco and just start heaving bombs down the field. He might play conservative, but I think chances are the Giants are going to try and run the ball. Uh, they're probably going to fail at that. So there's a good chance he's going to probably be looking at some short throws, and that's going to play into Evan Ingram's uh, pocket. And, I mean, it's it's a game that everything says you should go towards him. Uh, I would hesitantly, but I think he's about the only pass catcher on that offense right now that I would even remotely think has a chance of 
you know, giving you anything. And uh, yeah, it's a tight end. Yeah. Um, let's look at the Chargers side of the ball, which to me, it's it's just as appealing as the Giants for different reasons. But uh, the Giants are allowing the 21st most points to the quarterback, 10th most points to the running back, 9th most points to the wide receiver, and 21st most points to the tight end. Um, this is probably going to be a Guyton and Cook week because there's going to be no Williams. There's going to be no Keenan Allen. And that, it, like, it, I mean, Eckler's probably going to get a ton of work too because... I mean, it's not a great matchup, but the fact is, you're. You, I mean, it's a. It, I, I say it's not a great matchup. Tenth, tenth against like tenth most points of running back is still a really good matchup. Um, but for just Eckler, the, that's a, yeah. It's a it's a good matchup for Eckler, but I'm I'm thinking like even more so in the sense that their their next like two of their top three weapons are out this week, in my opinion. Other like Herbert is considered a weapon himself too, but I'm talking about two of his top three weapons. So um, Eckler is going to be great. Guyton to me is a really solid flex candidate this week, and uh, Cook in a terrible tight end landscape. And the fact that they don't have as many weapons, uh, there's just more opportunity for him this week. So I think he is definitely a good stream candidate this week at tight end. I'd agree with all of that. Yeah, and also start the Chargers defense. <laughs> all right <That's> <laughs> yeah all right let's go over to the next matchup which is san francisco against cincinnati um just looking at san francisco first cincinnati's allowing the 23rd most points to the quarterback 14th most points to the running back 17th most points to the wide receiver 18th most points to the tight end and they're also allowing the fifth most receiving yards to the running back yeah so cincinnati's they've they kind of seem to be a different beast every week. Um, sometimes they seem super beatable. Sometimes they're destroying teams. And sometimes they're just mediocre. Uh, you kind of never know who's showing up. I think with this one, um, I would lean away from Garoppolo. Yeah. I know he has been hit and miss, but... Even with Debo back, he's got all of his weapons in place if he if Mitchell does play. But I I just don't see. I think this is one where they they blitz a bit. I think they're going to try to get Garoppolo off of his game. And I think San Francisco's probably gonna look to do a lot of fancy little run plays. Uh, to get their wide receivers involved. Um, and chances are Debo's going to have a couple of handoffs and they'll they'll find a way to feed him that way. I could even see Kittle getting a handoff or two in this one, especially if Mitchell isn't playing. Um, but I think this is a game where you still want to start Kittle, Ayuk, Samuel, or Debo. Um But yeah, I, I don't know that I'd start Garoppolo, and I doubt Mitchell's playing. Yeah, and I think I think Hasty. I, I know we we kind of we kind of crapped on Hasty last night. I still think Hasty's a good start, 
I don't think he's what everybody thinks he's going to be this week. He's going to get some passing work. He's going to get some carries. But I think if Debo's there, you're going to see a lot of Debo in that backfield. So um, it'll be definitely a Debo week. But, I mean, Hasty's a good flex as well. So Yeah, fine enough flex, not a weak yeah. killer. Yeah. All right. Well, let's uh, go over to the other side of the ball for Cincinnati. Uh, San Francisco is allowing the 11th most points to the quarterback, 11th most points to the running back, 19th most points to the wide receiver, and 30th most most points. Apparently, I can't say that back to back. Most points to the tight end. They're also allowing the most QB rush yards, but I don't think that matters for Joe Burrow. He's not running, I don't think. Yeah, uh, Burrow's... He's capable of running, but he doesn't do it a lot. And I don't think it's, I, I mean, I could see him out of the pocket a couple of times, but I doubt it's going to be a major determining factor. I think he's still a little think, hesitant with that surgically repaired knee too. Yeah, I do think uh, we will see Burrow have a very good game in this one. Uh, I think he's done pretty well of late with tougher competition. And this is a good one for him to really kind of shine. Uh, I think you're going to see Mixon have a decent bounce back game after my thoughts uh, exactly. <laughs> what everyone thought was going to be a great game last week um, and didn't really pan out that way. Uh, I do think um, Chase Higgins, great starts. Boyd, I think, is even a bit of a a bit of a sneaky one. Um, he's definitely had decent targets in the last couple, and um, I, I, don't know, I could see him uh, stretching the field a little bit more than he traditionally does away from some of those uh, San Francisco linebackers. Yeah, because I don't see him having a ton of success crossing the middle of the field, but. I think they've kind of been throwing some different looks at him of late, and I could see him having a decent game in this one. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of those notes. Um, it seems Higgins has been the, the red zone guy the last couple of games too. So yeah. definitely, I think he's a pretty good start this week too. And I mean, plus, Higgins can, oh, sorry, I was going to say Higgins okay, can ahead. definitely do a lot with a little. Yeah, he's a big athletic guy. So, yeah. um, and then yeah, plus matchup for uh, for Mixon this week. Um, one thing that does concern me a little bit in regards to Joe Burrow is he is currently dealing with a finger injury, so on his throwing hand. So that is something just to monitor. Um, maybe they just. <laughs> I I mean I don't think San Francisco will run away with this game offensively. And I think Cincinnati might rely on the run a lot more this week. So it's possible, but you saw him throwing it last week, and he looked like he didn't look amazing last week no. throwing it. But he didn't look amazing the whole game throwing it last week. But, but I mean, last uh, week was a shootout too, right? Like last week was against the Chargers. You, San Francisco's not going to put up the points that the Chargers put put up last week. No, but I'm just saying uh, he looked fine enough, and that was a much fresher injury That's true. last week. So yeah, um, I like I, I I get that it's on his throwing hand; it's of concern. But he's practicing; he's using it. I 
I don't think it's uh, as bad as people are, are, are worrying. All right, well, let's move on to the next matchup, which is actually a kind of exciting matchup for the week. Um, we got Buffalo against Tampa Bay. Looking at the Buffalo side of the ball, Tampa Bay is allowing the 20th most points to the quarterback, 28th most points to the running back, 21st most points to the wide receiver, and 12th most points to the tight end. Um, this is, I mean, it, it's tough. Everybody's super disappointed in what happened with the with the Bills offense last week, but New England's defense is a lot better than Tampa Bay's defense, in my opinion, and that was a terrible weather game. So forget about it. Josh Allen's going to be fine. Um, when it comes to who is the running back, it's, it's the same thing as, as Denver's wide receiver question. Who's the running back in, in Buffalo? The answer is don't start any of them apparently because Brita is one mistake from being benched. Moss isn't great. Singletary honestly is, is the best out of the three of them. But like even saying that it's not exciting because even though he's the best, he still sucks as an option in fantasy football. It's it's like picking between C students. Yeah. It's it's not it's not a decision you you want to make. It's not something you should make. You go elsewhere. Um but yeah, Diggs you can start not super confident. Gabriel Davis seemed to be pretty involved last week and I was really hoping he was going to take that spot of the wide receiver too this week. So I'm interested in keeping an eye on him. Um because I think he could He's more, it, he's talented enough that he could overtake both Beasley and Sanders, in my opinion. And I really, I really think that if he, if he does take that next step, especially in this kind of offense, he's somebody you want to have on your roster. Um, Dawson Knox put his game away last week as well. This is a good matchup. This is somewhere where you're going to want to start him. Yeah, I'd agree with pretty much all that. I think, um, you want to avoid the running back core in Buffalo at all um, times, pretty much at this point. And, and Tampa Bay is a terrible matchup, so yeah. don't, don't, just don't do it. They're not a good question to ask in a good matchup either. So, no. all right, let's uh, let's look over to the go over to the Tampa Bay side of the ball. Buffalo's allowing the thirty-second most points to the quarterback, so obviously the least. Uh, the 19th most points to the running back, the 32nd most points to the wide receiver, and the 29th most points to the tight end. I remember when they were like 32, 32, 31, and 30. They've definitely been... I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if it has to do with the fact that they've actually played teams with decent running games now. So, I mean, this is another team with a good running game. So, Leonard Fournette, great start this week, regardless of it being the 19th best against the running back. I There's been several times this year where I'm like, hey, you shouldn't play Leonard Fournette. And I was very wrong because you need to play Leonard Fournette every single week. Um, you're Great. playing you're playing Godwin. You're playing Evans. Um, yes, this is a, not a good matchup for them, but <laughs> Tredavious White's out for the season and – yeah, I know everybody's like, well, he's, he was out last week against New England. It was a bad weather game, and New England threw three passes. It's not going to do anything for your points against for wide receivers. It's just not. So I think yeah. I think Evans and Godwin are both good starts this week. And then you, I, Gronk is an every-week start, in my opinion. So 
Yeah, I I think there there's five players at this point in Tampa that you're starting most weeks, kind of regardless. I think Brady is out. Brady right now is I think QB one. I think uh, so too. And he doesn't run, so yeah, that says a lot with how much he's destroying the rest of the league with his arm. Uh, and this is a down year for QB in general. Um, his numbers aren't amazing. But Buffalo's num- defensive numbers are also inflated. Uh, they have had some pretty weak competition through a couple of games, and their numbers were getting worse up until last week when they suddenly jumped back up to 32nd and QB and wide receiver. But that happens when you throw three passes in a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's, it, it's basically like a bye week uh, that they got an extra bye week to inflate their overall numbers. But I think this is a game that uh, Brady is going to still throw well and uh, put up good numbers. Yeah, it's not it's not anything that you should be concerned about. So Brady is going to play well. Wide receivers are good. Start your start your bucks. All right, let's go to the next matchup, which is Chicago against Green Bay. Looking at the Chicago side of the ball, Green Bay allows the 24th most points to the quarterback, the 20th most points to the running back, 16th most points to the wide receiver, 20th most points to the tight end, and 5th most rush yards to the QB. Uh, I say that just because that is relevant in this matchup, so... Rodgers is very capable of getting outside the pocket. We're talking about Chicago first. Or Chicago. Sorry, my apologies. And and Fields is going to be back. Yeah. Uh, That's why I said it's relevant. Yeah. Fields is very, very capable of running the ball. I think uh, this is going to be, especially with how um, capable Green Bay's defense is, I think this is one where we're going to see him uh, on the move quite a bit. Um, there's a good chance Montgomery's not going to suit up, uh, which I don't think is is terrible. Herbert was very, very good, very good uh, when he was down earlier in the year. So I don't think it's as massive of a hole as it would be for some teams with a, a number one guy going down of Montgomery's caliber. But I think uh, I think you're going to see Fields on the move a lot. I think you're going to see um, Chicago probably try to get a little bit fancy at times uh, just to try and – I mean, this is a big game. It's a division game at Chicago-Green Bay. Uh, I would be shocked if Chicago hadn't been preparing for this game for weeks and wasn't going to come in with some surprise things and – throw a little flare. I think there'll be a lot of, um, yeah, I think there'll be a lot of attempts to get little run plays here and there. Mooney, I think is a good start this week. He seemed to have a phenomenal connection with fields, uh, before fields was out. And I think despite this not being the most amazing matchup for a wide receiver one, uh, whether or not Mooney actually gets top corner duties is hard to say. Um, but I think this is a good game for him. I think 
this is a game where Mooney is going to severely disappoint a lot of people because Jair Alexander is back. He has been out since week four. He's going to be matched up against Mooney. He is well, that's why I said very good corner. I and and I made note of that. I but I Jair Alexander um, isn't as great uh, with short stuff and across the middle. He's more of an outside corner, uh, outside receiver corner. Um, and I don't know that they're going to give him duties on Mooney or if they will still put him on Allen Robinson, which is more traditionally the kind of yeah. receiver that he would cover. If Robinson plays, then yeah, I, I, I tend to lean there. I honestly think this is going to be a game where it's going to be hard for, hard for Fields to find his wide receivers. And... That's why I really think like the there's going to be a lot of rushing the ball for Justin Fields. Like I think he's going to be running for his life a little bit. So um, I think he's because of that rushing baseline and him finding me like it, it could be a Kyler Murray kind of week that like last week for Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray threw for what 140 yards or something like that, and still was yeah. the quarterback one on the week because he had two rushing touchdowns and like. I think it was 57 yards rushing or something like that. Yeah. So, so I think, I think this could be one of those kinds of weeks. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it's tough because <laughs> it's, it's hard starting Chicago bears because right? it's, I mean, other than the running back, other than the running back. And I agree with you. If, if, if Montgomery's out, Herbert's a great start too. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, let's look at the Green Bay side of the ball. Uh, Chicago's allowing the seventh most points to the quarterback, 16th most points to the running back, 10th most points to the wide receiver, and 26th the most points to the tight end. I mean, I, I think um, Green Bay is a little more of a open book as far as who you're starting. Uh, obviously, if you got Rodgers, this is a good matchup. You're going to probably want him out there. Um as far as the whole Jones Dylan conundrum goes, uh, I could potentially see like divisional games often don't end up being runaways. Teams, they end up being exciting, though. Yeah, teams usually bring their A stuff for divisional games. So it's hard to see Chicago getting beaten down which digs into the committee they have at running back right now. But I think with the way both of them are playing and just how good they both are, um, you know, they both catch the ball well too. I think you can probably go ahead and roll both of them uh, in this one and be okay. Uh, obviously, Devontae is a must start every week that he's healthy and i think uh mvs is uh is a pretty good uh start this week as well yeah i could not agree more with the mvs take um i tend to lean aj dylan ahead of jones but i do think both of them are good starts this week so yeah all right well uh let's uh let's and you know what else you know what else i think is a pretty sneaky sneaky play too I think Green Bay's defense is a good play this week because 
I don't think Chicago is going to score a whole lot of points. And I think that with Justin Fields and Jair being back and Allen Robinson still being hurt, I think there might be a couple turnovers. So if you're looking for a defense, Green Bay is a good one to pick up. All right, let's uh, let's go to the last matchup of the night, which is the Rams versus the Cardinals, another one of those divisional matchups that you were talking about. Uh, looking at the Rams first, the Cardinals allow the 30th most points to the quarterback, 24th most points to the running back, 23rd most points to the wide receiver, and 31st most points to the tight end. I think that Matthew Stafford should not be on it be in anyone's lineup this week. Uh, he's still dealing with that finger injury from when they played Seattle. He has not looked 100% right since that game. So it's a little bit concerning. Um, it's it's a tough matchup for the running backs as well. I, I think it's still going to be Sony over Henderson right now because Henderson's still dealing with that injury. So if you're looking for some kind of volume play, I think you still have to go towards Sony Michelle. Uh, you're starting Cooper Cup no matter what. He's about the only one that I am not willing to bench on the Rams in this matchup. No, Higby? I said he's the, he's the only one that I'm not willing to bench. I am willing to bench Tyler Higby every damn week. Um, anyways, uh, OBJ, you can find something better. And then we're looking, uh, looking at Higby, and I'll just say it again. Don't start Tyler Higby. Don't ever start Tyler Higby. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I'd agree with. Yeah, that's I'd about it for the Rams. <laughs> um, I think I think he can pretty much cup and forget it as well. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at the Cardinals. The Rams are allowing the twenty-sixth most points to the quarterback, twenty-third most points to the running back, twentieth most points to the wide receiver, and seventeenth most points to the tight end. You're gonna start Kyler Murray, but I have a personal question. In your opinion, do you start in our the matchup that we just talked about? Do you start Aaron Rodgers or do you start Kyler Murray if you have both of them? For some unknown reason, if you have both of them, I I think you start Aaron Rodgers. I think so too. Um, okay, good. I I think Kyler Murray. I mean, he he's got such a great running upside, and he seems to be feeling comfortable running the ball again. Uh, this is not an easy matchup uh, for a running quarterback. Uh, and I just think if you're relying on a guy to run the ball because he's probably not going to throw the ball that well, uh, I think that's a really bad position to be in, whereas I think Aaron Rodgers has a, a pretty excellent floor. Yeah. And uh, it, it's pretty tough to see him not doing well in that game whereas it's very easy to see Kyler Murray struggling a bit and only putting up a, a mediocre amount of points I the reason why I asked this question and it's pretty obvious is uh, in our league I have both Kyler Murray and Aaron Rodgers and I'm trying to trying to secure the number one seed so I I want the number one seed I want the buy I I'm trying. I, I need. I think I need the safe floor, so I think I do Aaron Rodgers as well. Um, okay, now that we've talked about the quarterbacks, um, <coughs> sorry, excuse me, a little excited there. Uh, James Conner, he's he's a good start, but I, I do think you need to temper your expectations because the Rams are a pretty good run defense. Um, the 
then looking at the wide receivers, you're going to start Hopkins. I still don't know who it is after <laughs> Hopkins because it's it's been a different answer almost every week, whether it's Green Kirk or Rondell Moore. I mean, it's been Rondell Moore a lot less than the other two. So, yeah. Um, and then, I, I mean, Zach Ertz, he's, he's a good tight end. It's not a great matchup, but if you don't want to play tight end roulette, Zach Ertz isn't going to kill you, I, I don't think. Well, I mean, Zach Ertz, he could get you 20. He could get you one. Um, he he literally runs that spectrum each week. Uh, and I think he's matchup enough proof that you're kind of picking it based off of whether or not you think he's going to get targets for any given reason. Um, so if you want to gamble... Ertz is not a terrible way to go. Uh, I think another interesting thing is I have heard Chase Edmonds is probably going to be back this week. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see what that does to Connor's usage. I think he's been good enough of late since Edmonds went down to really kind of solidify himself as the true RB1 uh, in that offense. But it's definitely uh, a step up and someone they like a lot more than Benjamin. So yeah. I do see his carries going down. The other thing is, too, teams are really... Uh, just from watching previous running backs and getting injured, teams are always super hesitant to put the same kind of workload on a player once th that first week back after an injury. So, I, I yeah, I do still think that it will be Connor in a higher capacity than any any other name this week so all right well uh that does it for the matchup so why don't we get right into start and sit here and yes we will be sharing zach's start and sit this week um i will start it off with my quarterback start of the week uh it is cam newton um this has bit me the last time i made it my start of the week but it's going against atlanta and if you have a decent enough quarterback and you're playing Atlanta. It, they're always great. Um, they're allowed. They're just they're just hemorrhaging points to almost every position. So and allowing the fourth most rush yards to quarterbacks. So Cam Newton's going to run the ball a bunch too. So <clears throat> sorry, excuse me. And Zach's Zach's uh, quarterback start of the week is Taylor Heineke. So I like that one as well. Yeah, as we mentioned before, I'm not as big of a fan, but uh, I think he'll be fine enough. Um, I think this week is a great week for Trevor Lawrence. I think Tennessee is a fantastic defense, and they're going to – are they're a fantastic defense for Lawrence to play against. Yeah. And I, I knew what you were I, saying. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, think he'll, uh, I think he'll do well this one. All right, and who do you got sitting I'm sitting Matt Ryan. Uh, <laughs> he's playing a fantastic defense, and he's got so few weapons, and they seem to not be utilizing the one that he does have very well these days. All right, and why don't you share Zach's sit? Uh, Zach's sit is Russell Wilson. Uh, Russell Wilson is that name that you hate to sit in any week because – 
you know, what he has been capable of in the past, but I'd agree with him. I wouldn't put Russell Wilson in a game at this point until he has a big game. Yeah, I agree a hundred percent. My QB sit uh, for this week, and I kind of alluded to it earlier, is Matt Stafford. His finger's not right. It's a tough matchup. Not looking to start Matt Stafford this week. All right, so for running backs this week, I am again starting Javante Williams this week. I honestly, and I didn't, I didn't say anything when we were talking about it or when we were talking about the Denver matchup earlier. Um, it has been a 50-50 split with him and Melvin Gordon this year. I think we're probably going to see a more 75-25 going into this week if Gordon is back. I honestly, based off of everything Javante showed us last week, he was he was getting the ball and he was hitting the line really fast. He looked very shifty. He looked really good. I know that there was that that <laughs> his touchdown last week that he scored was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. I thought the play was over. The way the defenders and everybody else was, was like, did they blow the whistle? And then he just ran yeah. into the end zone. They're like, touchdown, Javante Williams. They're like, <laughs> what? That play wasn't over? So, I mean, he, I he, he's a good start this week. I think he's going to get the bulk of the carries. It's a good matchup. So, um, Zach's uh, start is Chuba Hubbard. Uh, good matchup again, hemorrhaging points, Atlanta. So, I have to agree there. Yeah, good chance they're playing with a lead. Um, yeah, can't argue. Uh, my start is, uh, I, I was going to say, the Tennessee running backs, but unfortunately there's there's three running backs that people have picked up. So I wanted to clarify uh, Dante Foreman and Dontrell Hillard are are the two that I, I had going. Uh, they both had over 100 yards in their last game and they're in a great matchup and in a matchup where they should be playing uh, from ahead. So there's a good chance that they'll be both getting a decent load this week. Uh, for my sit, I went with Tevin Coleman. I know he's been a lot of people's kind of Cinderella hope, and ev everyone seems to want Tevin Coleman to to suddenly be reverse the clock back to his Atlanta days. Uh, this is this is just a horrible matchup. Yeah. Um, I really, really don't think he's going to have much ability against New Orleans. They are a really good defense, and he is not a really good running back anymore. So, and, and there's also, a, you know, the possibility they may get down um, and then not really use him anyway. But I, I think he's a terrible start. All right, and uh, who's Zach sitting? Zach is sitting uh, Freeman. So I, I don't think Freeman is, is a must-sit personally, but I don't think this is going to be a good week for him. All right, yeah. Um, who is Freeman playing again this week? Uh, Freeman's playing against uh, Cleveland. Right, yeah, Cleveland. There's a lot of divisional matchups this week. Yeah. Um, all right. So I sat James Robinson, and I know Zach doesn't agree with me because he tried to put James Robinson as another start as well at running back. Um, but uh, I think the injuries, the way the team played him last week, I think 
it's not it's not a good matchup for him either. So in like Tennessee, Tennessee's allowing the 29th most points to the running back. He's injured. Team is kind of. I, I think they're trying to get away from him a bit. So yeah, yeah. He was my sit to be, but uh, yeah, you guys are my... trying to get trying to trying to steal my my sits after I put them in first. Um. <laughs> All right, we'll go to wide receiver starts this week. Uh, I'm starting. Uh, I'm starting DJ Moore. I, I again, <laughs> hemorrhaging points. Atlanta. It, it's it's. I I don't. I feel like I'm a broken record at this point. But yeah, he's a great start. So, um, yeah, Zach really did. He really just. He's trying to will his players into into relevance this week. Uh, his start is Amari Cooper. I mean, I I don't disagree with it. It's a good matchup for the wide receiver for Dallas. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's a good well, start this week. And, and and I think that a lot of people have been kind of falling away from Amari, so he's not making um, he's not making it into your starters as much as he might have at the beginning of the year. So I think that he's a good one to say, you know, hey, you can start him this week. And, uh, yeah, I... I personally like it. Um, I do too. Yeah, my I start like yours is better. I do like yours better. I I, I like mine a lot. Uh, I started Elijah Moore. Um, uh, we talked about it yesterday. Uh, I think he is. He looks like OBJ when he was young, and uh, I think Elijah Moore is is a super talented young guy and I think he's going to have a really uh really good week this week against New Orleans. I think he'll be the only person in that entire offense who who does, but I think that's just going to feed the amount that he uh makes everybody else I was like jumps this close to putting him his name in my start. But I remember. Oh, you went with another one. I, I went with another one because, but I, I was, I legitimately had his name written in there, and I was like, you know what? I'm pretty sure Grab's probably gonna go with him. I'll let him have his guy. Yeah. All, All right. right. Well, for my uh, for my sit, I went with uh, Russell Gage. Uh, obvious reason he's playing Carolina, and he's really their only wide receiver threat. We talked about it last week. Um, I think, I hope Atlanta is going to try to run Cordero out on some more routes and throw the ball at him a little more, which I think will even further reduce Gage's effectiveness. But I, I don't see this as a good matchup or a good game for him. I agree. And who did Zach sit? Zach sat Ayuk. Um, I'm guessing just because um, I, I I honestly don't know exactly why he's he's sitting Ayuk. I think he's a decent enough start. There's a solid chance he gets some uh, touches as a running back. Uh, I, I like this. It's it's whoever's not on the show for the starts of the week gets shade thrown at their starts. It was you for two weeks, <laughs> and now Zach's not here, and we're like, we're like, Zach, come on, like, what is going on here? All right, who are you sitting? I am sitting Brandon Cooks because the Houston Texans are are terrible. It's gonna be Davis Mills, and 
he was missing receivers by worse than Russell Wilson with half of a middle finger. So, um, it, you can you were able to rely on Cooks a lot this year prior prior to this, but I think I think this is going to be a major downfall going forward. So, all right, tight end starts of the week. I've got Dawson Knox. I think he's going to want to have a much better game than he did in uh, in the New England game. He dropped a lot of passes, ones that you're like, oh, that must have been the win, but it hit him like dead in the chest, and it was like everybody's like, oh, that defender must have got a hand on it. No, they all oh, that no, no one did anything other than Dawson Knox just completely failed on that play. So I think he's going to want to bounce back from that. Um, it is a good matchup, so I, I think uh, I think you can definitely put Dawson Knox in your lineup this week. Zach was going with Tyler Conklin. It's not a terrible play because Thielen's out, but it's not a great matchup against Pittsburgh. So I, I personally think you can find a better tight end. I'm just doing the shade thing again. More shade. Um, well, I think you can we find are, a better we tight already, end. We already threw all the shade in his buy and sell pick. I, th- I think we've said what we need to oh, yeah, about that's true. Oh, yeah, I forgot that was his buy and sell as well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, my uh, my start is Austin Hooper. Um, Cleveland has, has certainly not been kind to anybody who's a ball catcher of late. Mayfield has not been great. I think this is a divisional game. It's a fantastic matchup yeah. for the tight end. Uh, I'm pretty sure uh, he's going to be alone uh, as the only pass ca- catching tight end of note this week. And I think uh, I think this is going to be one of those games where he actually uh, shines. For my sit, I went with Uzama, who was, uh, yeah, and and he was my uh, start last week. Um, Not the best call on my, you know, (laughs) but uh, uh, this this week. Is this fully, fully, like, personal? Are you you mad at him, or what's going on? No, 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 no. Uh, I mean, it's not a good matchup. I don't hold grudges, but it's a terrible matchup, and uh, I think... You're going to see Cincinnati utilizing some of their other options a lot more. Yeah. All right. Uh, for got? Zach, Zach went with uh, Noah Fant as a sit. Um, I can't throw shade at this one. It's it's not a bad sit. Uh, it's not the best. Uh, it's not the best matchup, and it's. You don't really want to be starting anyone Bridgewater's throwing at right now. So, yeah. I is speaking of throwing shade. I am sitting Tyler Higby. He is my sit every single week. Um, it's a terrible matchup too. So, I mean, it's it, it it's not like it's not it's there's it's logic behind sit. it too yeah. this time. It's not just personal. Yeah. Um, I will move on to my defensive starter for the week, which is the Chargers. They are playing the Giants. They are playing the third-string quarterback for the Giants. It's going to be an absolute bloodbath, I think. They played much better against the running back last week, which tended to be their... like That That was their weakness prior to last week, so I think they'll be much better against Barkley going into this week. And, uh, yeah, it's just... There's going to be, I think, turnovers galore. 
Um, Zach started the Broncos, which I also think is a good matchup going against Detroit. So can't disagree with that one either. Yeah, I went for uh, New Orleans, uh, who I also think will do quite well against a low-hanging fruit team like the Jets. Yeah, I could not agree more. All right, well, let's finish the show off with bold predictions. Um, I will, uh, I'll read Zach's off here. Uh, Zach's is, uh, Saquon Barkley is going to be a top five running back this week. It is a good matchup, but like I said, Chargers are being, uh, it's Chargers, right? Yeah, I just said it, Chargers. Chargers are playing much better against the running back. And it, the rest of the offense is going to falter, so. There, he's going to be running against a stack box. Uh, I think I, I it's very think... bold. It's it is definitely bold because of it's all of super the, bold. Everything honestly is pointing against that not happening. So, yeah, um, it's it's an extremely bold. I think he's the boldest of the three of us, to be honest. And yours is pretty bold too. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, um, yeah, it's it, it's very bold. All right. Well, seeing as you already alluded to mine, I will uh, I will go with mine. Uh, Debo is going to lead San Francisco in carries, and I I said I was we were talking about this before. I said he's going to be a top ten flex because obviously he's not going to get running back eligibility, but I I'm saying because I honestly think he could be a top ten running back if he had running back eligibility for this week. So I think he's going to be a top ten flex, which means he's going to be. He's going to be in the top 10 of, we're talking wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. So I, I think that's pretty bold. It, it's an even bold, yeah, it's much bolder than saying he's going to be a top 10 running back. Because uh, you got to assume there's going to be at least three wide receivers that are in the top 10 flex and uh, at least one tight end. So it, it, it's a very bold statement, um, but one that I like. Nice. I'm glad. Uh, for mine, I think I went with the softest of the three of us. It's still uh, bold. It's, it's bolder still than bold. a lot of the other ones that you've had this year. So It's still bold. Um, Javante Williams is a top five running back this week. Uh, he's a guy who, I mean, obviously last week he looked like he could easily be a top five. He's got a good matchup. Uh, Melvin Gordon is coming back, and... You said it 50-50. I think it was probably more about 55-45 in Gordon's favor uh, before he went down. So it's it's certainly possible that they're going to give Gordon a decent amount of carries. I think there will be a lot in this game. And I think with the way Javante has kind of outshined him and Gordon just coming back, I think this is a game where you see a heavier workload go his way. and. He's uh, he's going to have a great chance to kind of prove himself with Gordon in the lineup. Yeah, and I think it is bold. Like it's it's bold because you're saying he's going to be a top five running back with Melvin Gordon being back. So definitely bold. All right, well that uh, that wraps it up for tonight. So uh, thank you everyone for listening or watching, depending on what you're doing. Uh, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Honestly, you should just write this out as a script because it's the exact same thing I say every night. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. 
Um, and uh, if you have any questions, don't hesitate to uh, send us an email at football at gmail.com. All right. Well, good night, everyone. And hopefully uh, your team wins this weekend. And good luck in playoffs, too. So, all right. <laughs>